Hey, you made it to the live class. This is how to pass NCLEX plus our Monday motivation. And this week we are focusing on nurse assessment and scenarios involving that. So very complex options here today. My name is Regina Callion, the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet because I have you, the number one nursing students all across the globe who come here every Monday to study with Remark. We're gonna get right into it. Lots of topics today. Your calling is something that never goes away, all right? So even if you don't have your license right now, you feel the desire and you feel the urge to get your nursing license. And I wanna help you do it, plus my special announcement. Question number one, the nurse is caring for a 33-year-old client who recently had a hemicolectomy after a severe motorcycle vehicle accident. Which of the following nursing interventions will be effective when dealing with the family members of the client? Number one says this, providing all care at specific times so the family can spend more time with the client. Two, freely giving family members access to the client's information so they can make informed decisions. Three, with permission of client, involve the family members in teaching sessions about the care performed during the stay. Or four, understanding the role of each family member so that better care can be provided. What do you think is the best situation, most effective when you have this situation? So you got 33 year old, they had a you know hemicolectomy after a, a MVA, and the family members are present. They're present. So the best thing for the nurse to do, the most appropriate, is you know with the permission of the client, involve those family members in the teaching about the care being performed during the stay. That's going to empower everybody. All right. Um, not only is the nurse you know concerned about the patient and making sure their information is protected. We can't just give medical information you know, to family members, that's not how it works. But if there is a, a procedure that was done or if, the, if the, the patient says, yes, this is my mother, this is my brother, go ahead and let them know, you know what we did today, then the nurse can do that. And it is always the discretion of the patient always the discretion of the patient. So I talk a lot about that in you know, conform, informed consent. You gotta have it, you gotta understand it when it comes from the physician level down, but also what the patient wants as well, as well, as well. So hey, do me a favor, take about 10 seconds and smash that share button. I'd love to have new people come into our study sessions, our group sessions, and the way you help me do that is by sharing this video, subscribing, to our YouTube channel. We do this every Monday. I'm not here to waste your time. I don't play games, right? My mom says she don't play no games. I don't play no games either, except for this one. I'm playing this game. This is the NCLEX game night, so I want you to sign up for it if you have not so you can get all the information. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash game, right, where you will be able to answer questions, for you know, points and real-time prizes, get your study session together and listen. Bring your uh, bring your, your your study group and let's have a great time. Question number two. I am moving on. Here goes some more NCLEX questions. A nurse is filling out a family assessment form for her client 
Who has been given admission orders? Who should the nurse consider to be a part of the client's family? Is it number one? All the people the client view as the family. Two, all the people related by blood. Three, all the people who are related by blood and marriage. Or four, all the people who provide care for the client. Okay. All right. This is a really great question. I don't know if you guys realize this is a really good one. So the question is asking, who should the nurse consider to be a part of the client's family? And we have one, all the people the client view as the family. Two, all the people related by blood. Three, all the people who are related by blood and marriage or four, all the people who provide care for the client. What say if you guys, the correct answer is gonna be, yeah, did you get this? I see the answers on the screen. The correct answer is absolutely going to be number, uh-huh, is number one. All the people the client views as family. This is a huge point, this is a huge point. Patients determine who their family is, right? So it's never a question of, well, sir, your neighbor is not blood related to you. You know, I can't consider them family. No, if the patient says, I've known this woman for, you know, 25 years, this is my sister, then we treat her with that regard, you know, because the client loves her. So this is a very huge point. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Also, in... um in relationship to what our, our patients want, we, we have to always put them first. This is what this exam is about. Question number three, a charge nurse is making room assignments. She is avoiding putting African-American families by the nurse's station to reduce the level of noise around the telephones. This is an example of which of the following? Is it number one, intolerance? Two, discrimination? three, three prejudice, or four, segregation. Here we go, a, a charge nurse is making room assignments. She avoids putting African-American families by the nurse's station to reduce the level of noise around the telephones. This is an example of which of the following? One, intolerance, two, discrimination, three, prejudice, four, segregation hmm this is interesting okay um, I'm sure it happens I'm sure it happens a lot with all cultures across all cultures so this would actually be an example of two discrimination all right and so these were really great definition terms if you don't know the diff um, these definition terms make sure that you have indeed written them down but discrimination is the unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people or things so pre prejudicial means you're prejudging you don't know the family at all but you're just saying I bet you they are loud right so especially on the grounds of race age or sex Intolerance is the inability to accept views, beliefs, or ideas that are different from your own. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Prejudice is an unfavorable opinion in regards to someone else's rights. And segregation is a forced separation of people based on 
based on racial groups. So three very um, insightful and necessary terms to know and avoid doing, avoid doing. Question number four is this. A nurse is doing an admission assessment on a client who has multiple bruises on her body. The nurse suspects abuse. Which of the following statements is most appropriate for the nurse to ask? Okay, so a nurse is doing an admission assessment on a client and the client has multiple bruises on her body. The nurse suspects this client could possibly be abused, right? Abuse. So which of the following statements is most appropriate for the nurse to ask? Is it number one, are you happy with your home environment? Two, do you feel afraid when your partner is around? Three, are you being hurt by your partner? Or four, do you and your partner have problems resolving personal conflict? Okay, all right. So what is going to be the correct and most appropriate question for the nurse to ask, right? If you suspect somebody is abused, there is a right way to go about it, okay? There is a right way to just go about it. And that right way is number, I hope you guys caught this, it is number three. Just ask, are you being hurt by your partner? Okay, because abuse is defined as the intentional infliction of injury, mental or physical, or you can have intentional neglection of care. So the nurse should focus questions based on that. Like, you know, as much as the topic is difficult, it's not something that you want to skirt around. You know, you literally want to know where that person is. So you ask them, are you being hurt? Are you being abused? Did your spouse do this? Do you feel, you know, like, you know, these are like very intentional questions and I, um, I want you guys to pick up on this. Don't feel uncomfortable, even though it is uncomfortable, but remember it's your, it's your professional responsibility to assist people who don't have a voice, okay? Who don't have a voice. And so that is anybody that is sick, ill, unconscious, um, you know, too young to verbalize it, too old to understand it, or just not in a mental capacity to be able to process it. And abuse definitely puts people in that vulnerable population where nurses have to become the advocates. All right. So this is what we are talking about here. Question number five is this. Here we go, guys. A mother brings a mother brings a six-year-old brings a six-year-old child into the emergency room and states the child fell off a ladder in the garage. The nurse notices the child has a decreased level of consciousness. Which of the following is a late sign of increased intracranial pressure? Number one, is it a widening pulse pressure? Two, bulging fontanelles. Three, restlessness. Four, impaired posture. All right, so 
we talk about what is increased intracranial pressure and then we're also looking for an, uh, a late sign of it. So what would you say? Widening pulse pressure, two, bulging fontanelles, three, restlessness, forward impaired posture. The correct answer is absolutely number one, the widening pulse pressure. Um, it's a part of Cushing's triad, which also includes bradycardia and irregular respirations. This is one of the, um, the biggest, the top signs of late increased intracranial pressure. Okay. So if you love doing these questions, guys, I have more just like this, maybe a little bit more tougher. Definitely. It's not too late to sign up for it. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash games. This is your place where I challenge you to get your license this year. This year I'm challenging you. And so here's your Monday motivation. Um, turning pressures into treasures. Yes. Turning pressure into treasures. And I, I love to take it from my favorite book of all times, um, the Bible. And so, and, and it tells the story of um, Christ. And he is actually, one day while Jesus was teaching in the temples, um, Pharisees, and teachers of the law, they brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, right? And so we know what that is. And they, they forced her to stand before the people and they asked Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught breaking the law. She was caught in the act of adultery. And so in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Okay, so they are ready to give her her punishment. She did something wrong. And so now they're coming to Jesus and they say, what do you say? What do you say should be done with her? You know, people was always trying to catch Jesus. They was always trying to get Jesus caught up in some mess, in some drama uh, to get him to sin. Right. They wanted to see this man. They wanted to see him sin. And so um, maybe you are like that. Are people always trying to get you in drama? Right. This is what Jesus did. So Jesus bent down and began writing on the ground with his finger. They, they, they persisted in questioning him until Jesus stood up and said, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Ooh. Oh man. And so, uh, so the Bible says he went back down to writing again on the ground and one by one, from oldest to youngest, the people slipped away quietly until Jesus and the woman were left alone. Nobody could, nobody could throw the first stone, right? Nobody could throw the first stone because none of them were without sin themselves. Whew. Straightening up again, Jesus asked, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she replied, no one, sir. I like when Mark preaches this. Um, he'll say, and she replied, no man, sir. Yes, there's no man. Neither do I condemn you, stated Jesus. Go and leave your life of sin. And so we literally have God showing mercy to this woman who, like everybody else, is a sinner. Like who everybody else has pressures. Like everybody else who has fallen. And it is rightfully so that if we can have an understanding of our own challenges, then it, it removes us from the desire to want to condemn other people. You know, sometimes we like to 
place sin in different categories. Like, oh, at least I'm not doing this or I'm not as bad as them. But no, we all have fallen short. We all fall short of God's uh, example of perfection, of holiness, right? Of rightful living. We all have uh, something we need to be working on. And honestly, you don't have time. You don't have time to sit back and judge somebody else when you got to get your own stuff together. I think that's what Jesus was trying to make to the, the religious leaders at the time. What? You guys have time to bring somebody else out when y'all got all these other problems of your own you need to be worried about? And, and on the other side, as somebody who has fallen short, you know, the woman is like uh, ready for her punishment, whatever, you know. But then you find grace from a, a perfect a perfect being and um, it's just a wonderful relationship to be in so some things about Jesus that I have to share with you you know people will pressure you Jesus won't he is waiting he is knocking at the door waiting for you to open Jesus won't he won't judge you he understands that was the purpose of him coming to earth walking this walk that we are or you know that we are living every day he understands the struggle although he's never fallen to sin Right. So he didn't he said, I did not come to condemn the world, but I came to save the world. Right. He came to save it. And this is my motivation, because honestly, in this life, if I am constantly looking at the pressures I have to go through. Right. I I have to understand that I could spend time doing that. But Jesus is not. (laughs) He's not focused on my sin. You know, when when the father sees me, he sees me as perfect and righteous through what his son did for me right through what Jesus came and died for our sins so that we could be perfect and we could be whole that's another thing about Remar y'all come here I will let you know all these things that you see about me it is not me it is not I am not that smart I am not that gifted I'm not that talented everything you see that I am doing literally going all over the world teaching people speaking to people what It is not me, all right? It is Christ in me because I have nothing to offer of myself. And so, um, you know, as we go through this week and we are encountering pressures and we're looking at ourselves, I want you to see yourself through the eyes eyes of Christ and look at this story, right? So take take a a negative self-image of yourself off the table this week. Understand that you are, you're not perfect, but you are saved by grace and you are loved. You are loved. So if nobody else told you that this week, I'm telling you, you're perfect. All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, And so my motivational, that's my motivational checklist for this week. All right. Y'all got to get into this because it will literally change your life. It will literally change your life if you grasp this concept. Um, and, And so, you know, a million words, I can add people, a million things, circumstances, All those things can, they can bring you down, but you need to find one reason to keep you up. All right. Because people's words, circumstances, they will fade away, but you will not. Right. If you have this understanding of who you are, who you are in Christ and who you are today on this earth and what you have, every nurse out there, you have a calling on your life. It's a ministry. Everybody does not want to go into nursing. Okay. Rightfully so, because it is so much sacrifice. It is so much, um, caring and compassion that is needed to perform this function, to perform this duty. And so if you find yourself in nursing, 
It is indeed a ministry field. It is indeed a ministry field. And so um, your calling is something that never goes away. All right. So even if you don't have your license right now, you feel the desire and you feel the urge to get your nursing license. And I want to help you. NCLEX Virtual Trainer, this is the best resource I've ever created for nursing students to pass their exam. All of the Remar nurses are in it right now. They're loving it. And I want you to have it too. We cut the price too, so you didn't have any excuse why you couldn't get this amazing resource. I want you to have your license. I created this amazing product so you can take control of your learning experience. Let's make NCLEX preparation easy. Get the Virtual Trainer. We have it while supplies last it's just $150 I'm so excited for you to get your license this year uh, you can't you will you must pass NCLEX bring a friend I'm super excited we're going to have games prizes and I don't even know let me go get ready for it guys see you later bye